have some fun! I know that, dude. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Hey there, hello, greetings, and welcome back to the 420SF Studio and the Sloppy Pod Podcast. We are the leader in the unpublished podcast, coming to you from the great Pacific Northwest and Stillicum, Washington. I am your host, Danny Scanlon, and this is episode 124. How to do. Hello! Hello! Hello again! Hello! Hello again! Hello again, everybody! What's going on, guys? How you doing? How's everything going in your land? So I certainly hope that your life is on point, that everything is going well for you. There's nothing better than than to be on top of everything, banging on all eights and you know, whatever, you know. It, it sure makes life easier. But you know, there are those that sadly, uh, it's not working out for them. And uh, we need to kind of keep in mind that they are hurting, and uh, anything that we can do to um, assist, you know, even if it's a, uh, a smile or acknowledgement, uh, maybe a few bucks here and there, especially at this time of the year, it needs to be acknowledged. They need to be acknowledged. So I would just offer this. Actively look for someone who might be down on their luck, uh, you know, give them a smile, open the door, whatever it takes to, to lift their spirit one little bit, okay? <laughs> the Joe Rogan experience. But I just think, um, I, I mean, this is a fucked up thing. I mean, it's a weird thing to say, but I really think we all collectively, as a species, need to emphasize and learn how to be nicer to each other. Mm. Nobody teaches you that. It's rare. They teach it to you in school. Be nice. When you go to offices, there's, you know, there's certain standards of behavior that you're supposed to behave in. But there's not, like, an emphasis on kindness and just being friendly. Hmm. And I think that, I just think as a, as a species, just the human race, especially us as Americans, because we're so goddamn competitive, gotta learn how to be nicer. I think it starts with manners. I think it starts with, I mean, as sure. a parent... Manners, they seem trivial, but it creates the paradigm for nice. Yeah. Just thank you, please, hold a door, don't eat, till, like, don't eat until everybody's served their food. They're all little signals to people that you care about them and respect them. Yeah. And I think it spills over and it informs your other actions when you have good manners. Right. Look people in the eye. Yeah, 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 be polite. And when people do that to you, you get a good feeling. You know, well, you know, when someone holds open the door for you or someone says thank you. Like, I said hi to some guy the other day. I was walking by him in the hallway of a hotel. I go, how you doing, man? And he just stared at me. And immediately I was like, what? I, I was angry. Yeah. You know, immediately, like, part of my instinct was like, fuck you, man. Yeah. But then part of me was like, that poor bastard. Right. You know, and I went with that poor bastard. Like, oh, that's his life. Right. I just said hi. Right. I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. But he, like, looked at me like I was... 
almost like I was weak for yeah. saying hi to him. Right. You know? Like, I was yeah. raised to like, like if I see somebody with bags, I help them and it makes me feel fucking great. Yeah. It feels good to help people. Yeah. It and really I, does. I, and I think I was raised, and that's the thing about being raised Catholic, because I was raised very Catholic. Were you raised Catholic? I was raised Catholic to first grade. After first grade, we kind of abandoned it. Yeah. But even up until then, it, yeah. it, it's, it, it gives you a lot of, um, it's a life of service. Yeah. It's very much about helping people. It's very much, you know, you can say what you want about the Catholics, but, you know, they were in the trenches in a lot of third world countries, nuns, and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they did a lot of good. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that rubbed off on me. My parents both always did a lot of charity work. I do a lot of charity work with my kids, and, you know, that's, that's going to stay with them. But they knew even then. Even thousands of years ago, they knew there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. There's, when you pick up the people's bags, you feel good. Let's tell kids that. Yeah. Let's teach people that. You pick yeah. up the bags, you feel good. You hold the door open, you feel good. You help someone, you feel good. Like, okay, let's, this is obviously, we all want to feel good, right? How do we feel? Like, I, there's moments in my life where I feel terrible, where I've done something wrong, or I've fucked up something, or just failed, and I just feel terrible. And I always think when I do have that feeling, like, God, I fucking hate this feeling. Why can't I feel great? Why can't I just feel awesome right now? Well, because it didn't go well. And this is like the psychic reminder. This is that jolt of energy that's letting you know, like, hey, you went on a wrong path. You fucked up. You, you tanked this. You crashed that. You did wrong. Like, you're supposed to feel like shit right. so that you don't do it again. Yeah. But conversely, when something good happens, when you help someone, when someone can't get their bag in the overhead because it's too heavy and you help them and you hand it to them and they smile at you and you smile at them, you walk off the plane, you feel good. Mm -hmm. You feel good. You got to teach that too. Like you have to remember that and you have to go, why do I feel so good? Oh, I felt so good because I helped that lady. Yeah. You know, I felt so good because I said hi to that guy and that guy said hi to me back and we looked at each other and go, you know, made some niceties or whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the joy of life right. is those friendly, fun, nice interactions with people. But when you got your shit in order, it's easier to have those experiences. When you don't, my personal experience, when I don't have my shit in order and I've made mistakes and I'm, I'm, I fucked something up, it's very hard for me to enjoy anything. Yeah. I, I just go through the motions. I just, I feel like oh, if I have something that I fucked up and then um, I have that terrible feeling, but I have to hang out with my family and my kids, I just ride it out. Mm -hmm. I just have to ride it out. Yeah. I try to be real friendly and real sweet, but I don't feel good inside. Mm -hmm. I feel terrible. And I go, well, this is going to go away with contemplation, with understanding. It's gonna, this feeling's going to go away, but you got to ride it out. Mm -hmm. you know? And I know I can ride it out because I've rid it out, wrote it out before. Yeah. But for some people, man, they don't know what to do there. Right. They, don't, they don't know what that feeling is. They feel like this is their life. And then that feeling, if you don't conquer it, you get comfortable with it. You get used to it. You get used to failing. You get used to that terrible feeling. And then you start pouring booze on that terrible feeling. Right. Or pouring drugs or whatever. Well, it do. also becomes like uh, I was in therapy, and I remember the therapist told me that you, we all have a narrative of our lives, and you can choose that narrative. It's that fucking simple. That's basically what behavioral therapy tells you, is that it's all a projection Everything in your life is a projection. You know, you say, I have these attributes, I've accomplished these things, or you can say, I lack these things, and I fucked up these things. Mm. And you can live your life putting that energy out to people, yeah. and it's as simple as just literally sitting down and thinking about... Mm.
to see yourself hmm. and just keep keep reminding yourself of that and you'll start to live it i mean this sounds so fucking hokey and, but it's real but it's real yeah throw yeah. all that on top of a simple mistake and it, and it makes it complicated <laughs> Okay, so that was obviously uh, Joe Rogan along with comedian Greg Fitzsimmons talking about, what else, being kind. And how easy it is to lift someone up just by being kind, saying a kind word, saying hello, you know, opening a door. But you know, Greg said something also very interesting about your own chosen uh, narrative the, the words that you speak, whether it be positive or negative, uh, if you speak those words long enough, you tend to begin to believe what you're speaking. And uh, if it's negative, uh, you still have some work to do on yourself. And uh, I, I'm look, I'm, uh, <laughs> I still, I'm still working on myself, but uh, we're getting better, right? So anyway, I just wanted to uh, kind of bring that to the forefront starting out. But we got to get moving on because I've got a lot of uh, catching up to do. Uh, I'll try to keep it brief. I mean, going back four months is the last time uh, we spoke. And uh, so let's go ahead and catch up now. <laughs> oh man, this dog is merciless, man. <laughs> oh my god dog farts are the worst yeah so this dog <laughs> he's right underneath my feet pretty much and uh he's snoring up a storm and farting in his sleep which <laughs> i do the same thing so but yeah so uh where were we catching up so it was september 22nd the last episode I put out, that was um, just a couple of weeks after Dad passed. And, you know, I, these past few months have been just kind of dealing with that and coming to terms with it and knowing that everything is going to work out just fine. You know, Dad lived to the uh, ripe old age of 92, if I haven't mentioned it. Um, you know, he had his belief in God, and uh, that's all you can ask, you know. So, you know, you just got to keep pressing on, which I'm going to do right now. Now, in the four months that, that I've been gone, there's only been one time stamp, if you will, uh, and that was uh, Thanksgiving, which was, you know, we had a good, um, good meal here at the... Uh, Oh, well, dare I say the 420SF studio. But aside from the food, which was fantastic, by the way, um, there's also been a long-standing uh, tradition with the podcast, and that is <laughs> the, uh, the telling of the story of Backwoods Debbie. Hi, I'm Chris Farley, and this is the Chris. This is the Chris Farley show, and uh, 
Tonight, uh, my host is Jeff Daniels, one of the greatest actors um, around, I guess. And God, I hate doing this part, man. I never know what to say. No, no, you're doing fine, Chris. You're doing good. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. Anyway. <laughs> Mr. Daniels has done the Purple Rose of Cairo, Terms of Endearment, um, Arachnophobia, and uh, Something Wild, which is an awesome flick. Oh, thanks. Thank you. You remember in uh, Something Wild when uh, Melanie Griffith had you handcuffed to the bed? Remember that? Yeah. And you, you had to make that phone call, remember? Yeah. And you were chained to the thing and you couldn't get away? Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> okay, so you were uh, also in the Purple Rose of Cairo. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, remember when you were doing your movie and uh, <laughs> Mia Farrow was watching, and then you came down off the screen and talked to her. And you were in black and white when you were on the screen, but then when you talked to her, you were in color. Yeah, what about it? Um, you remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That won some awards, didn't it? Uh, no, not really. Oh, God dang it, what an idiot. I'm sorry. Now, uh, oh, you're doing another movie. What was, what was that called? Uh, the Butcher's Wife with Demi Moore. Oh, yeah. Demi Moore. She's married to Bruce Willis, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see Die Hard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Remember when he was, uh, he had to cross all that broken glass without his shoes on, and there was nothing he could do about it, so he just walked on all the broken glass with his bare feet? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, did you like that? Yes. Yeah, I did too. That was awesome. Okay, we're gonna open up the lines now if you want to talk to Jeff Daniels. Okay, there's someone on the line. Hello? 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 Yeah, is Jeff Daniels there? Yeah, he's right here. Go ahead. Yeah, hello. Yeah, um, Jeff, my name is Dawn, and, um, do you remember that scene in Arachnophobia when you went into that barn and you found that big spider? Yes. And you figured out why there were all these spiders everywhere? Uh, yes, I was in that scene. I remember. Oh, well, yeah, it was great. Thank you. You sound familiar. Did you call in last week when Arnold Schwarzenegger was on the show? Oh, yeah, and that was me. You remember when you asked him <laughs> if he remembered if he, when he said, I'll be back in both Terminators? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that, that was great. Yeah. Well, th thanks for calling. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. The stage guy's waving at me. Oh, we're out of time. That's what it means when he waves like that. Remember a couple of weeks ago when you were doing the show and I didn't see you waving? Well, that's it for this week's show. Thank you to Jeff Daniels, um, one of the greatest actors of our time. Or, God, I hate trying to end these things. I, I suck at that. Was, was that okay? No, no, that was, you're doing good. You, you, did, you did fine. Yeah, you did fine. Okay, I hope so. Sorry. 
I'm all discombobulated. <laughs> All right, and here we are back, uh, the Sloppy Pod. Uh, let's see, where was I? I was uh, sharing with you uh, <laughs> a uh, uh, one of my many stories of my life, <laughs> uh, and it, it happened on Thanksgiving Day. I, I want to say it was '86 or '87. Uh, basically, I started dating this gal. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I didn't know, you know, uh, what I was getting into. <laughs> um, but I dated her um, shortly after making sure she was free and clear from a shoplifting incident. <laughs> what was I thinking? Ay, ay, ay. But she was cute, you know, and, and you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but so... I I went and I met her folks at at the house, and when I drove up, ah, uh, man, <laughs> I get shivers when I think about it. Uh, I drove up, and the, uh, I I I first of all I wanted to just back away slowly, <laughs> but they were all out on the porch waiting for me. Um, so yeah, so I, I made, I made my way into the house, which, uh, (laughs) okay, so the house was different, okay, they poured, (laughs) they poured their own slab, uh, I did, I don't think they had an inkling of what they were doing, they just poured concrete over dirt, I'm pretty sure, but, you know, it is what it is, uh, uh, the floor was, um, have you ever been to the Oregon, (laughs) the Oregon vortex, where things (laughs) roll uphill, yeah, it wasn't that bad, but this floor was pretty uh, skewed, and, uh, so, you know, you kind of walk across the living room, and kind of, you know, slight upgrade to the, <laughs> to the kitchen. No stairs. It just, you know, it's slowly <laughs> you'd, you'd be walking up to the kitchen. Anyway, uh, that being said, the kitchen really didn't have much except beer, beer, and more beer. They were drinkers, boy. Ooh! Uh-huh. And so I stayed that night. Yeah, I know. I stayed that night. Uh, and hung out and drank some beer with Gerald's dad of the girlfriend. Or the, you know, she did become my girlfriend. Uh, and I can't believe that I'm even telling you this. But um, So anyway, uh, yeah, they, they were just down on their luck, okay? Let's just put it that way. Um, I, I tell you what, I've got another another break. I gotta go. Uh, I'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. Okay, as promised, a little extra detail to this uh, Backwoods Debbie story. And to give it some context, that evening after drinking all night with uh, the father of the girl that I... Uh, you know, 
I stayed over that night. Uh, we were both living with parents. Um, but yeah, we were relatively young, you know, 17, 18 maybe. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I stayed over. And uh, as I mentioned, they were drinkers. They had very little in their house except beer. Uh, so the next morning, hungover extreme. Oh, my God. Her aunt, who had stayed over, I, nobody knows where she wound up sleeping, but she's, uh, she materializes and begins to test every can in the uh, joint to see what's left of the, uh, of the beer. You know, there's got to be some backwash or something. And so she started testing every can and she wound up with a mouth with a mouthful of uh, cigarette butts and ashes as she started vomiting everywhere. It was <laughs> oh, it was disgusting. Um, so, but you know, it was like, well, okay. So I asked uh, Debbie, uh, so what what are we doing for breakfast? Can you, can you make me some for breakfast? And she says, uh, well, um, do you want? Bologna or salami? It's like, uh, what? Come on now. And so I went into the kitchen, and sure enough, there were two uh, Oscar Mayer packages of bologna and salami. I, I'm sure they were outdated. Um, but it was like, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, you know. But anyway, that bologna was the best sandwich I ever had. Um, no, I, I actually uh, wound up taking her and everyone in the family down to Sonic, and we had breakfast at Sonic. Ah, <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, but yeah, that, you know, and then, of course, there was the wreck. Uh, you know, she had asked me to run her up to the store for a pack of cigarettes, and as soon as I... Got under the uh, the highway there by her house. I got T-boned and it took us out. My car was demolished as I could have been. But anyway, that that's the uh, backwards Debbie story. Um, and as I previously mentioned, there are other Debbie stories. Um, uh, there is one-eyed Debbie who. Uh, who had her eye poked out by her little brother with a wire clothes hanger. Ouch. Didn't see that coming. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, and then there was uh, Mushroom Debbie. Uh, she she was shaped as a mushroom. Okay, that, that's all I can give you. Uh, we'll cover that in some other time. Oh man, uh, yeah. So there's a there are a lot of stories to be had. Uh, if you just stay tuned with the the sloppy pod, I will bring them to light. Uh, and you can go digging. I you know I've got 123, 122 uh, other episodes you can look into. You know. Um, anyway, they're not nothing is professionally done. You know. This is the uh, sloppy pod, man. Uh, anyway, we're going to go uh, just for a second. Um, we'll be right back. <laughs> 